0: Welcome back to Coasting with Colin, everybody. Glad you're here. Really think you're going to enjoy this episode. And before I introduce this episode, just a few quick housekeeping reminders. Just found out that on Spotify, if you listen to Coasting with Colin on Spotify, you can leave a star review. So please, if you feel so inclined to do so, Please leave me a review. I would greatly appreciate it. Also, please feel free to subscribe, follow on Spotify this podcast. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please subscribe, leave a rating, leave a review. The comments, all constructive criticism, encouragement, it all goes towards helping me and improving this podcast and making it a much better experience and just. Improving and fine-tuning things all along the way With that being said, guys Tonight, I have the honor of interviewing my good friend, Travis Harper Travis is a -a one-of-a-kind individual When I think of Travis, I think of that Dos Equis commercial The most interesting man in the world And I believe you're going to find out why I say that When you listen to this podcast episode we go all across the world, literally and figuratively in this episode tonight. Travis is a world traveler. He's not afraid of getting up and going somewhere if he feels the urge, wants to go check it out. It's a celebration, whatever. Whatever the reason, Travis is not afraid of getting up and going. not afraid of going by himself either. We talk about him traveling around the U.S. by himself, moving out to Hollywood and L.A., and then uh, also his travels, he decides to go on a Southeast Asia tour and goes to Thailand, Vietnam, and Indonesia. All of these things he gives us some insight on, and we also talk about a wide range of topics. I'm telling you guys, you will not want to miss this interview. We go from Travis's time in Hollywood discussing how he smokes a cigarette with Dave Chappelle, serves Margot Robbie on one knee. We go from that to dude ranches in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. We talk about Salt Bay, possibly coming local to the eastern North Carolina area. Area, excuse me on that. Travis also owns a saloon in Kenston, North Carolina. We discuss that process. We discuss possibly future business endeavors for Travis. Also, we talk about going to Charlie Crockett concerts. We talk about Soul Train parties, possibly in the mix. This and a whole lot of encouragement and life lessons are on this episode tonight with Travis. I don't want to give any more secrets out. We're going to get right into this episode. Thank you guys so much for all of your support. Thank you, Travis, again for doing this interview. Appreciate it, brother, and I hope all of you enjoy. And thank you so much once again for continuing to listen and tune in to Coasting with Colin podcast. I truly do appreciate it. What's up, everybody? So tonight we're back with uh, another episode of Coasting with Colin, and I've got my good friend and buddy, Travis Harper, with me on the podcast episode tonight. And uh, met Travis a few months ago, had been talking to him before I actually met him in person and it's just an honor to know Travis and uh honor to get to talk to him tonight and uh Travis why don't you introduce yourself to to all of us all right my name's
1: Travis Stanley Harper uh I'm the owner and the barkeep I like to call myself I'm not really a I mix drinks but I don't really like the word mixologist it sounds too scientific for me but I'm the owner here at Stanley Saloon and uh it's been open. We did our soft open on September 29th here downtown Kinston, North Carolina. Um, I was born right here in Kinston, raised in Greene County, and uh, I like to drink old fashions.
0: There we go. Yeah. <laughs> That's a solid introduction, man. That's a good start. That's a good start. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, man, actually, right before we were recording this, I was—I um, just found this page. I was actually surfing through TikTok. And um, it was this guy named uh, Daniel Corden. He was going – he he had this, like, sailboat ship going through Drake Passage on the way to Antarctica. Have oh. you seen that?
1: Uh-uh. No. I, I, actually, I actually follow a lot. Like, this one guy – okay, his name's on the tip of my tongue. He's like an Australian dude or something like that. But – uh he sails around the world, man. Him and this girl. Like, he ended up meeting this girl. They ended up having a kid, like on the boat, like on the sailboat, just sailing around the world. Like, dude, it looks so awesome. I, but yeah, I
0: love that. Well, I bring that up, man, because that seems like um, that seems like you. Because a lot of people, for those of for those people listening that don't know you, um, for a while there, man. I would say you were going to a lot of different places, meeting a lot of new faces. Uh, I, that was, like your, was that was your theme statement for a while. And uh, tell us about that. Like, man, like, does that happen? Did that start happening? I know early on you went to all 50 states, right? Yep. At 25, I saw 50. all 50. At right, 25, that's, man, that's awesome. That yep, um, was a good time. Yeah, that and uh mm-hmm. what was that to finish it up, didn't you go on some motorcycle adventure? Yeah,
1: to finish it, like I had to. I had like thirteen states left and uh every everything above the, uh, New York City and the state of New York, so New England. Then I had like a bunch of zig. I had like North Dakota left, like Nebraska, Wisconsin, kind of that area, Michigan. So yeah, I drove the motorcycle. I left here in 2018 on the motorcycle and drove it up through all, like all through New England. But every day, I got straight up drenched in rain. I left there in like a monsoon, and I was just—I was determined to leave. And uh, basically, I got the ended up going all the way up to Maine from here, and then across through like, New, uh, New Hampshire and Vermont. And I ended up breaking down at Niagara Falls and had to abandon my motorcycle there.
0: Oh man! But I know. Well, the journey still went on, though, didn't it? What did yeah, you, mean, yeah. you get a I, or well,
1: something? I rented a car and, and ended up driving it, like, all the way up through, like, the, the Michigan, kind of looping around up through uh, all the way to North Dakota and drove it all just, just literally just to go have a beer in North Dakota to say I did it and then keep trucking on. I ended up uh, – Washington State was the 50th so I drove to Seattle and stayed there for about three or four days. And, basically, I burnt my money out so quick because I was – waiting for that bike to get fixed it never got fixed kind of spent, I suppose I wanted to travel for three months, ended up being a month, which I was still grateful for. And, uh, my buddies all from here in North Carolina, they ended up asking me to, uh, if I wanted to live with them in LA for a little while. So I didn't want to come home. So I took them up on it.
0: Yeah. And man, that's a, that's a great segue because I was getting ready to ask you about the LA. Like when did you make it out there? Um, because before that, and it, you know, you let me know the timeline here, but I know you had been down in Wilmington for a little bit, right? Yeah, I lived
1: down, I lived down in Wilmington uh, 24, 2015, I believe, because I, I know I turned uh, I turned twenty three in New Orleans, and I was living there, and, I, and I was living down there in Wilmington whenever I was twenty two and twenty three, so. But that trip to New Orleans is what is the trip that started my birthday tradition of being somewhere different for each birthday. It has to be out of the state. It can be out of the state or out of the country, but it can't be in North Carolina. It's got to be an exploration birthday trip. Every and birthday then, since then, I've done it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, you've continued that on through present day, right? Yeah, it's
1: about turn 23 in New Orleans, 24 in uh, Bolivia, down in the Amazon in South America, turn 25 on the Big Island of Hawaii, 26 in uh in hollywood i was living out there so i couldn't really afford to leave i never spent a birthday in hollywood so it counts and uh 27 in vietnam 28 in savannah georgia i'm kind of my birthday's in a couple of weeks february 8th so i'm trying to figure out where it's going to leave me this time i'm thinking no. somewhere warm there's my last time turning 20 something i'll be 29 so i, w- I want to make sure i'm probably somewhere warm
0: so they, I'm they, yeah. get the
1: hall this week for the hell of it with some friends but uh the birthday trip probably needs to be somewhere kind of warm this year.
0: Yeah, I was getting ready to say you're getting ready to go to one of our, uh, I think one of our both favorite places. I just had the honor of going there this past fall to uh, Jackson, Wyoming, and the whole Jackson Jackson Hole area. Yeah, yeah, man, it was it was one of a kind. It it's hard I mean, to describe. Any nights did you have in Jackson Hole, just one, man, <laughs> just really? one. So I did a – I did a, like, 24-hour Blitzkrieg-type thing, as much as I could see in 24 Look, hours. Sometimes
1: those are the best damn trips, man. Sometimes those are – but you were you were in Seattle and Idaho. You did a lot on that one trip, though.
0: Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. Oh, so, that's cool, yeah.
1: man. I mean, ain't, Jackson Hole's not that big of a town, is it?
0: No, no, it's not. It's not. And uh, funny enough, and we'll get to this um, – Talking more about the saloon you have, but uh, the Million Dollar Cowboy Bar is the place to be, man. Yeah,
1: That's going to be the first place I go, man. I cannot wait. I'm thrilled. I cannot wait to go to that bar. You're probably going to drink way too much on this trip. I got a feeling.
0: <laughs> well, like you said, if you only have limited time, you just have to you have to go full sin sometimes. Look, man,
1: life ain't, life ain't nothing but limited time, bro. We, ain't got, we got one time. One time only.
0: That's right. That's so true, man. So, when you were, so you, you were in Hollywood, living out in L.A., and um, you're going to have to pronounce the hotel you were working at, because I know it's a famous one, but tell us a little bit about that. So, yeah, um, basically, I showed up to the
1: Chateau Marmont Hotel with a McDonald's sweet tea and a skateboard, and... uh kind of snuck past security because I mean in LA you might look like a dirty hippie skater but they might think you're rich and just belong there so they they didn't question me they let me walk right on in so I go in there and uh I just kind of asked to see a manager and tell them I, just, I literally just got off the plane I was sweaty and hungry and tired and broke and I needed a job and I could bartend and they they thought I was from Australia they thought I was from Texas they they just they ain't really never heard of like an eastern North Carolina accent before so it was I think I got him with that, and uh, I was good. I worked there for a year and a half catering to celebrities, man. I've served Jay-Z his own champagne. I've smoked cigarettes with Dave Chappelle and talked about China with him, and I've uh, waited on Margot Robbie on one knee. So I've had I've shared some experiences with some people that uh, we see on the big screen, but it also kind of showed me that they are just damn people, and, Everybody puts their pants on one leg at a time, it, it, but it was, okay. it was I wouldn't want to get back and do it again. But it was a good experience getting the weight on them and uh, being around that kind of energy. I think stuck stuck somewhere with me as far as my belief in myself. You know, because they had to believe in, in themselves to get where they are, regardless of 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 their situation. So it
0: it was, it was cool, man. It was
1: an exciting experience.
0: Yeah, man. That's uh. I didn't even know. I knew you had served Jay Z, but I didn't know about Margot Robbie. I didn't know about Dave Chappelle. That's man.
1: Oh man, I have like, paw, like rubbed elbows, just like partying on the dance floor. Ace that Rocky accidentally bumped into him. Man, uh, Drake and Rihanna were at the same party. Steve Harvey was there. Jason Momoa. I was drinking. I was sneaking some drinks of some Pappy Van Winkle. Man, <laughs> yeah, I, it, it was a. It was a. Kind of every day was kind of a party there, man. Every day was kind of like you don't never know who you're going to meet. And, I mean, not just at that hotel, but in general. So, I like to be out and about because you never know who you're going to meet. And, you know, I kind of like to stay on my toes and, and, and talk to people, shake hands, and introduce myself. So, yeah. I, I've never known a stranger, man. I've been blessed beyond measure. And I halfway think I'm lucky, but I also halfway think I just – kind of believe in the law of attraction and, and know that good things are gonna happen if I believe in that and just just take that chance and go and and enjoy it, man. They ain't I mean I ain't slept out in the cold too damn much as far as like you know, I, I don't worry, man. I mean Yeah. If I worry it's about some dumb mess. It ain't about it ain't about how I'm gonna be able to go to a, a place I've never been and, and figure
0: it out. That's it. Well one of those places I know that might have been out in the cold, I know um I don't know if you went a few times, but I know you went once to Joshua Tree while you were out there.
1: Oh yeah, I almost froze to death one night at Yosemite. I know earlier you were talking about Yosemite. I literally almost froze to death. I, I just like camping in the I like camping in the woods by myself. I don't know why. I just feel like it kind of tra- like trains your mind to uh, to kind of relax and not let fe- like not let fear or, or like it's like a it's like a weird like. I just like camping in the woods by myself. I it's weird, but like, it just, it does something to your mind, to my mind where I'm like, I feel like, you know, if I can stay out here in the wilderness and not, and not fear anything around me or whatever, I, people, people don't, I'm not really afraid of people. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, I'm not worried yeah. about, if you get robbed, you can get robbed in your own neighborhood. Like same yeah. things can happen anywhere you go. You might as well just, just go.
0: Yeah, man. And I know like, um, Sometimes, like yesterday, we were talking about this before we hit record, but uh, we were talking about the cold rain. And sometimes that's, um, you know, you were talking about you were getting rained on with the motorcycle trip. But sometimes, man, that cold rain, it's like uh, you you feel a little bit more connected to earth. And maybe that's an ancestral gene or something we all have in us. But I can definitely agree with that, man. I mean. Sometimes, sometimes you just want to go, sometimes you want to feel
1: what it, what it could have been like or what, like you go, you know, you go on all these trails, like in Yosemite, you got the John Muir, like John Muir, uh, all his signs and all these things that he discovered, like Teddy Roosevelt and all them camping out together in the woods before technology, before all these things and uh, how they paved the way, man, like, like traveling and exploration is the world's best teacher, man, it's, it's the master masterclass, of, traveling is the master class of the world. It's a masterclass
0: alive. Yeah. yeah, and man, you um, we're getting ready to get to. I'm going to ask you about your your Thailand Vietnam trip, but oh, man, yeah. I uh, something that I know you can comment. Traveling with others is is the ultimate experience, and there's nothing better. But when you want to learn about yourself, if you travel by yourself, you'll find it there. You really will, man. And you, then you be because when you travel alone, you don't
1: got to agree with anybody. You don't got to ask anybody anything. You can nobody's judging you on the things that you might want to go out and do that are in a new place. You know what I'm saying? Is and then you get to then you get a chance to meet other people without having to have somebody else with you. Or and that's kind of how I like. I'm about to take this trip with a a big old group of people, but I'm going two days early. I'm spending like two nights in Salt Lake City, Utah, and then I'm meeting them all in in Jackson Hole, which I'm thrilled. But this trip sounds like a real, real good – I'm kind of going to have a good time. I'm not really going backpacking across Europe or Asia. So it's, I'm kind of relieved to go there and have have some good friends and close friends and hope uh, hopefully share some drinks and some fellowship and some good laughs together. And uh, this is a good town and a good time of year to, to, to take a little group trip. But if I head back down to, like, Argentina or somewhere like that, I, I, I kind of want to go alone. I like it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you're exactly right. Like, you just hit the nail with the hammer about, you know, when you land somewhere and you're by yourself, you get to make your own decisions. And, um, you know, this is something that I really have appreciated about you is, and you hinted at it earlier, but, man, you you always meet people where they're at. Like, when you meet somebody – you know everybody's got a past. I mean, hell, we all do. I mean, we all have. I want to. I want to hear.
1: Like, if we don't want if you don't want to talk about it, <laughs> fine. But I want to hear about it. I like. I like. I like storytelling. I like sharing experiences and mistakes and and crazy stories of people. I mean, I'm very open person. I, I don't really have a hard time owning the things that I've done, even if it's. You know what? Yeah, I did that. Ugh, I was kind of drunk, but yeah, I I did it. Sorry, but whatever, I did it. I own it. I did it. By, if I get in trouble, yep, I did it. Put, go ahead, P- put me in the cuffs. Whatever. I ain't scared to own what I do, man. That's that's how that's how you got to be. If you if you're true to yourself and you're and you're true to your surroundings and your and your friends and your community, you own it. And I think I think it'll get people way further in life.
0: Yeah, man. And on my first episode of this podcast, this right here is um, the 12th episode, I believe. But on the first one, man, I mentioned you and uh, a story about how you meet people where they're at. Because, you know, a lot
1: of people... I'm going to have to go listen to that. I'm sorry I haven't, but I'm definitely about to go listen to that
0: whenever we get Yeah, man. Well, I was saying how it reminded me of how... Jesus was when he went up to people. I mean he went up to this woman that everybody was accusing and he said, Hey, you know, I I don't see that. Like I, I'm I'm looking at you now, you know, like I'm meeting you where you are right now, lady. And uh it just it gave me a smile, man, because you um continue to teach me that lesson and so many other people. Like, um, I feel like you just go up to people and you're it's like that Ted Lasso show um ted says be curious not judgmental and that's that's what you do man
1: that's a good one dude
0: because um that's a good,
1: i love that
0: yeah yeah And that's uh, jason sudeikis but he was pretty much you know he's playing ted lasso and he's pretty much saying if people had not been so judgmental and had asked him questions they may have found out a lot more about them and understood them a lot better you're absolutely
1: right. That that's pretty deep. Yeah, yeah man. Really, I love that, man. Like I, I think that's uh that's very true.
0: Yeah. Well, that's what you remind me of, man. And uh so tell well, us I
1: appreciate that. I really do, man. I mean, I grew up in a Baptist church, man. I mean, do I go to church? No. Right now, no. But do I still love the people of my church? I feel like I am a member of the church. Or, uh Herald Chapel Church is the one I'm speaking of in Snow Hill and uh I feel like I've been real, real connected, kind of like you said, I'm traveling alone. I feel like I've I've gained the spirit, the spiritual side. I, I don't the word religion to me is, is too specific because I think it's such a more powerful force. To, I'm not saying I don't. I I believe in Jesus. I believe he died on the cross. That's not where I'm going at. But I I just feel like I've been kind of connected on another level of understanding in a way. Where I, where I can kind of feel like I, I don't know, man. I don't judge people. I mean, yeah. I just, I just kind of, I try to do right by people. Yeah, and and I know, I mean, look, I, I'm I'm the world's biggest sinner if I got to say it. I mean, but I ask for forgiveness and I and I and I try to do the right thing. So and, I just like to own it, man. I I don't want nobody to to take the blame for me. I don't want. I I just want to do my own thing and. Uh, and, and strive to be successful, man. That's really and, and travel, and have a good time, and enjoy my life. And I mean, nobody's going to be a perfect person along the way. And I'm not going to sit here and beat myself up about it. All I can do is connect on my spiritual side of life and whatever I believe in, and uh, and try to do right by people.
0: That's right, man. That's that's so true. And one of those other travel stories we hinted at it, but um, I think you were still out there in Hollywood, and you just do you get the idea to go to Thailand.
1: Yeah, man, I was just, I work, I was working so much at this hotel yeah. all the time. I finally start, like, it's been a year and a half living out there. Finally started being able to save money. It was a struggle. I mean, L.A., California, it will rip you apart if you, if you, I mean, you got to, I mean, I moved out there with zero. When I got there, I had not $200, not a fifty, zero zero dollars. I had to go be a, like, a mooch for, like, two weeks and, but I got a job just like that. The car dealership, when I got there the first day. So I was just driving cars around Southern California. and uh, Anyway, that, that held me over until I got the job at the Chateau, which was like a month later after I moved there. But okay, they had to interview me a few times. But uh, basically, after, working for, after being there for that year and a half, I was just craving to travel. I wanted to go. Thailand's always been in the back of my mind. And uh, I've done so uh, years of research on it. You just watching blogs and shit on YouTube, excuse me. But anyway, um, so anyway, I I take I book a three week trip to Thailand and uh, basically end up getting out there and immediately call my mom and uh, tell her like, look, I think I'm gonna stay out here. It is it, cheap. It's awesome. I think I'm gonna ask, get on Facebook and ask their opinion if I if I start a GoFundMe with people. Donate to it and help me buy a motorcycle. So I did that. I made a video on Facebook, and immediately that it popped all people, friends in LA, people I met at the Chef and the Farmer and the Chateau, all these places that I've been And the people I've met in the hospitality industry or guests or whatever. I I mean, I I do. I feel like I do have a a special connection with a lot of people, regardless of any kind of background or ethnicity or anything like that. But uh, I get out there, I'm immediately like, okay, my life in LA ain't that damn important. I, I think I'm gonna try to stay in Asia. So I ended up doing it. I didn't up saying, the hell with the plane back. Uh, instead of three weeks in Thailand, I did a month in Thailand. Then I went to Vietnam. I stayed there for a month. Then I ran, my, I didn't know I was gonna be there that long. I ran that, I had a one month visa there. So I flew to Sumatra, Indonesia, stayed there for a month. And then I went back to Vietnam to start teaching English. And then something called the coronavirus come out and shut all the schools down. I thought it was just going to be like a little flu they had. It was just going to go away in a week. And I start my job and I live in Asia and make it to Australia and find me an Australian girl and move out there to the Outback or something. I don't know. I, I, I had no idea, but I, I wanted to live out there, I thought. But they can't, it brought me back home can't
0: sleep. Yeah, man. That's what I was going to say. Like, even though there's many different places, many different faces, there's only one home. And... I know COVID may have been the the battery starter, you know, the jump starter of getting you back home. But, um, you know, what made you, once you got back home with all this traveling that you do, what made you want to say, all right, this is home. I want to do something here. Like, what was your thought process there?
1: Man, to be honest with you, it was it was not really a thought process. It was kind of like, so many things that I, I tried to move two times after I come home in 2020 because I didn't know man I was so used to being on the go I was so used to not being here when I got home I was like kind of having culture shock I, I didn't even have a culture shock going to Vietnam I had a culture shock coming back home from Vietnam yeah. so so basically to give you try to give you a long story short I um. I got, I flew, I flew back home from Vietnam at the end of February, 2020. And I got back home and immediately, you know, I worked a chef in the farm for years on and off. Basically, if I, basically I worked at least for, I worked two years straight in the beginning. And then every year I, if I, I might come home for a month or so, and I, they let me work or something like that. So that was kind of my, my place to, my, my little helipad land on and fly from, I guess you could say. And, uh, I got back home. I started my job back at Chef and the Farmer, and I actually started working at Buller Room And my my first shift back at the Buller Room was the last shift they ever had. All that shut down after like two weeks of me working.
0: Yeah,
1: they uh, I was able to get unemployment because I lost my job due to COVID. And I ain't been home but for two weeks, and I ain't had a North Carolina, I ain't had a North Carolina summer in like three years. So they were giving your boy close to dang. I forgot how much it was. It was enough, and they were, you know, just like the rest of America, I was on unemployment. I bought me a fifteen hundred dollars S ten for my brother in law, and I went to every island I ain't never went to in North Carolina. Slept in the truck, feet hanging out the window. My worst fear was waking up to somebody tickling my feet, but other than that, I had a real good time. I drove that little truck to Savannah. I drove it to Charleston. On the way to Savannah, I drove it to Nashville. So basically. My unemployment started to speed it up. Unemployment is kind of about to come to an end. So I'm kind of thinking what I need to do. So I book a trip. I book I went to Wyoming to go work on a, a dude ranch. And I, I wanted to do it because I mean I, I would love to really learn and experience that. But I kind of feel like I was just about two or three years too late for that experience. And yeah, I, I need. I, I want I know how to ride horses good. I mean I can ride. I mean. Yeah, there's a lot I, need, I could improve on, and a lot I definitely don't know. I'm not professional by no means, but I, and I wanted to be out there. But something told me, like, go back home. And something, just something's back at home waiting for. I, I could just hear kind of like a white noise of an idea or a voice that was just saying. As soon as the plane, before the plane landed, I knew it. I didn't want to be there. The night before I left, my sister asked me, "Do you really want to go?" I said, "No, I don't." But I don't know what else I need to do. I just want to. I want to. I, want to, I travel. I want to do something. I just need to figure it out. So I basically changed my flight. I spent a few nights and go to the rodeo, ended up having a good time in Cody, Wyoming, not far from Jackson Hole, and uh went come on home and try to engage and, and, and spent the rest of the summer. And then about a month later, I had to itch again, thinking I just want us to be home again. And so I take off and go to Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah. Got a job on Broadway at a really nice restaurant, bartender there. And living with this girl, I met on the internet, don't ever live with a girl you meet on on some Facebook group on the internet, no matter where she says she's from, or how, don't do it, if anybody's listening to this podcast, you don't get nothing out of it, don't live with nobody you meet on the internet.
0: That's what I was going to say, and they'll
1: invite invite strangers, females that will urinate on your bed at three o'clock in the morning, and then make you pack all your shit up and haul ass back to North Carolina. And that's whenever I was like, I want to be home.
0: I that's how it
1: happened, man. Like I was just burnt out from kind of running. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't really know what I was running from. I just thought I had to be somewhere, or go somewhere and try to make it or something. I don't know. But so I, I ended up helping Jay, uh, Jay Shin. The, he's got all the sushi burger restaurants or Hibachi, Jay's 108, here in Kenton, Jay's Kitchen in Goldsboro. I ended up helping him open up his restaurant here in Kinston. And then basically one day, stocking up and I was like the kind of the only bartender, and it was it was nuts in the, in the beginning. It, it got me back into that in that high volume. And I'm back around my Kinston folks. I'm seeing people and getting reconnected with everybody again. And I realized how much I love these people here. Kinston specifically. I mean, I love all the surrounding counties. I love all the surrounding towns. But Kentston, North Carolina, has some of the finest people that this planet has produced. The saloon has brought every single one of them to me. And I couldn't be more thankful for each and every one of them. And I'm not just saying that. It really has been like a magical little, a little place that, that barely exists, but it does. And I get the best people that, that, that the area has got to offer. Or, and surrounding counties. People come in from surrounding counties, too. But it's, uh, man, this is... The, Last year was the hardest – I hit rock – I broke my neck last year in 2020. I, I wrecked my truck in February, and uh, I won't go into details, but I, I, I kind of had to, like, straighten – tell myself, look, if you want to see people walk through them swinging doors, you got to straighten up, and you got to make this right. So I painted this whole building with a neck brace on and kept kept on keeping on, and it paid off. The, even the pain was worth it, man. It, it, everything teaches a little bit of something. They ain't no – too much, too much pleasure can be pain. And then without no pain, sometimes it can't be no pleasure or no reward. So you, no, no pain, no gain, no, no risk, no reward. That, that's, that's kind of, kind of how it goes for, for the, for the, for the real dreamers that really, really, really believe in themselves and want to chase a dream. You're going to have to make sacrifices. You're going to have to take risks and you've to, you've to self-discipline. And I'm still working on that to this day. And it's probably going to be a, a lifetime of of working on that, but it, I'm I'm learning slowly but surely.
0: That's one that I'm working on too, man. Uh, that that's one of the hardest ones the the self discipline. Um,
1: it is,
0: you know, because it's, it's it's, hard as hell,
1: like, it is super difficult.
0: Because some days you're going to be motivated, but that self discipline is what's going to help you when the motivation's not there. But you have that discipline to keep pushing forward.
1: You ever heard of uh, that, that, that guy that says stay hard, David Goggins? I feel like, yeah, I feel like man. That guy, man, like did, I, he was on a Joe Rogan podcast. I'm, I'm actually – now that we're kind of a few minutes into this, man, you, you, you're doing a great job as a host, by the way. And
0: Thank you. I feel Thank
1: like you. I'm doing a good enough – I feel like I'm – I, I, I want to talk to – we can ruin this shit before – I'm about <laughs> like Joe Rogan. I can talk for five hours and not run out of stuff to talk about. Yeah. Seven hours. Especially
0: if I fix me a damn old fashioned. Yeah, we, would, um, we could go on, yeah. Uh, I'm, listening. I'm at to point. I might stiffen something up real quick.
1: I'm listening to you now. I'm still here. I'm one there
0: second. you go. Well, for those people, uh, this is just the sound on here, but we do have video, and uh, I wish you guys could see all these pictures of the saloon. And it's just a unique place, <laughs> and <laughs> – Travis really has, it's a collage of all these stories that he's been telling us. That's what's in the saloon and on the walls and everything. And uh, Travis, you know, a thing, and I'll, I'll wait till you get back to your seat here. Oh, but... I'm right
1: beside you. I can, I, I'm like literally right beside the computer. Oh, okay.
0: I, I got you. I got you. So, with the saloon, you know, you said you opened up last fall. And what's one thing, what do you want people to know about it? Like, what's what do you want people, when they come to the saloon, by the way, I've been once, I wish I could say I've been more, I'm one of those outside-the-county people Travis was talking about.
1: Yeah, it's hard, it's hard for them to get
0: home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the main thing. We want everybody listening to this and around the world to get home safe, have a safe ride. That's the
1: main thing. I'm a,
0: my rule, rule number one
1: is safety. I want everybody to have a good time. But if you spend $12 in here and you somehow get obliterately drunk, I'm going to spend $60 to get your butt home. I don't care about the money. I care about the safety and a good time. I want everybody to have a good time, be safe, and get to live and do it again. That That's my main thing. Rule number two is I don't take no wooden nickels. My mama told me that every day when she dropped me off from school, and that's just my life motto. Don't take no wooden nickels. Meaning come in here, be respectful, have a good time. And yeah. that's basically it.
0: That's all I asked for. And other than that, everybody's welcome 21 and up. I can vouch for that because I have seen that firsthand. And um cool thing is, from my experience, everybody treats you like a family. Um, but I have seen Travis firsthand with um, when Haley and your mom are covering the shifts for you, man, when they're working. And, and even you, I mean, you are all about first and foremost, everybody have fun, but at the same time, everybody's going to be respectful, and uh, we're going to get you home safe.
1: That's it, man. That to me, that's uh, I think will be a success if we can just keep that, keep that, keep that in the loop. You know, like, that everybody's got to know that I've, I've got a lot of responsibility here. I'm, once it hits about midnight, I feel like I'm a, uh, I feel like I'm a teacher at an alternative school, and I got, I mean. That you know, everybody has a good time, man. But you know, it's a, it's a bar. People people can kind of get a little a little bit, um, a little bit have have a little too much fun. And like, I'm I know a hundred percent I've been there. But I got a small little place here, and and usually it's a one man show, so it's it's kind of got to be nipped in the bud pretty quick. But lucky for me, like I said, I got the best people that the area's got to offer. And usually, nine times out of ten, I got at least one or two people here that have got my back and will help me out in any situation that could possibly arise and and not, and not, we can fix it real fast before anything gets out of hand. So luckily for me, the best people come to my ball.
0: And that's, that's truly, I can vouch for that also because the time that I went, it was the night before Thanksgiving. Me and I uh, actually took my mom there. Um, and we had a great time and but the thing that was really cool, Travis, was when we left, I knew you, but I didn't really know anybody else. But when we left, everybody said, Hope y'all have a safe trip home, you know, stay safe out on the road, happy Thanksgiving. You know, it was just like it was like leaving your grandma's house. I mean, it was like a family affair type thing.
1: Yeah, it is, man. Like Look, I made it look like a saloon a little bit, but the people have made it a real saloon. And I, to be honest, I'm—I got the chills right now thinking, just thinking about it, and and the, how much they love it and how much I love them. And they love, like we all we, we tell each other we fuck we love each other on the on the way out. Like like you say, bye y'all, everybody be safe. We love you. It, it, it is literally like leaving grandma's house, and I've left grandma's house. And sometimes I go out there just like Grandma at the door, wave everybody by, and watch them fade off to the to the distance. Yeah. That's, that's that's how I was raised by Southern women, man. I yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I majority of my life, I was raised by a bunch of so. I got two sisters. I'm the only boy. I'm the baby, of course. That's why I'm spoiled and crazy. But uh, anyway, man, yeah, this is like leaving here is like leaving Grandma's house. That was a, that was a good description of that. Yeah.
0: Well, somebody who's listening to this man and they haven't been to the saloon, is there anything you would want them to know or want to tell them about it or anything
1: yeah we 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 working on we' working on having we we are we as in me, my mama, Haley, and the people that support me right now we are just working on keeping our head above the water and having a good time playing it safe, but I want this year. To to kinda of, I kinda of want to, to this year to be a year of expansion, man. My goal right now is actually to get up in a Stanley's Tiki Saloon, downtown Wilmington, North Carolina. I can't say it's in the works, but I can kinda of say it's in the works. So take that with a grain of salt, but it life's moving kinda I of, I didn't know it was gonna move this fast. I didn't know it was gonna be this this uh there's much buzz about it, and I didn't know people going – I mean, I get the bikers, man. I get the country club. I get the vagabonds. I get the hippies. I get the preppy little pretty girls. Like, it's – I want that. Though. I've never been a – I've never had cliques. I was never in a clique in school. I grew up skateboarding, riding dirt bikes, playing baseball. Uh, my mama gave me her car one time to go to Myrtle Beach, and I drove all me and my boys on a skateboard trip to Miami, Florida, accidentally, supposedly, allegedly.
0: But anyway,
1: so – yeah, man, just just come here and be yourself, and I, I think I, I think people come here and kind of find themselves a little bit. I got I got no country. I got no country clubbers that come here. They'll shut the bar down. I ain't gonna say name, no names. No, no, we don't. They would. They would do. It. But they have a good time, man. Like they, they they like coming to the saloon. People come here and unwind, and I like to cut up. I like to, I, I put on a good conversation, depending on. You know, I always kind of base everything around who I'm around and and how the crowd's feeling. But and that's you got to be able to read the crowd and read the energy off off the evening to, to know what you can do and say and where it's going to go. But but yeah, man, this has been the biggest blessing of my life, and I just uh, every day I wake up and just thank God, thank you, God. Did not have to work out this good. It did not have to be this good. But it is. Thank you, thank you for these people. It's it's them. I mean, it is it is the people, man. They're 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 amazing. I love them. I love each. And their, even the ones that have come here and like done some bullshit, I still love them too. Like it ain't it ain't nothing. But love. I ain't got nothing but love, man. I ain't got I ain't got an inch of hate in my heart.
0: Yeah, well, man, it's funny because I um actually a few people, one or two that I have graduated ECU with, and. Actually, a couple that I've gone to high school with. They actually, like one girl, for example, one girl on Friday night, I went to bed kind of early. So when I woke up on Saturday, she says, I got a text from this girl from high school, a a good high school buddy of mine. And she told me, she was like, hey, Colin, I went, my um, boyfriend had a show and then we went to Stanley's after. And I immediately recognized it from your post once I went in there. And so man, that was just really cool to hear, like like you said, this this melting pot of people that come into the saloon and, and find themselves in there.
1: it's strange, man. It is it literally is the strangest thing. Like I just I don't know, like it I didn't know it was gonna be like that. I I really didn't know what to I mean I knew I could make some good drinks, and I knew it was gonna be a good time, but I didn't know I was gonna grow so close and so fond of these of these people and it's just been, it's been crazy, man.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, what, and this might be that Stanley's Tiki bar down in Wilmington, but my next question is, and this can be in Kinston, man, you know, you're in Kinston, I'm up here in Greenville, but this is like East Carolina in general. What's something that we here in the 252 Eastern North Carolina that we need in your opinion, but we don't currently have? Oh, uh.
1: big man! I'm trying to bring Charlie Crockett into town, somewhere to host big concerts, so everybody—Duplin County, Craven County, Pitt County—I'm working on that right now. I ain't gonna say. Well, I just said I'm trying to book Charlie Crockett. I've got ai got a, a perfect venue. I've, I've actually been responded back to from his management. I think we need to be able to do these big, like some some big country music concerts or or whatever kind of music, but I think we need, I think that would be like a pretty big deal. I think people, it would draw crowds and and diversity from surrounding, like I'll I'll go to Raleigh, like for for us, we got to go to Raleigh for the concerts.
0: Yeah, yeah. You
1: know, so it's kind of hard to like, I mean, it ain't hard, but, I mean, it would be – how awesome would it be, like, in Kenton or, like, Greenville or something? Like, there was a, a, a venue with – there, there, but there is. There's potential for it, but it's just, like, somebody orchestrating it. Like, I,
0: exactly. but I would also want
1: to intertwine everything else, like drinks and and family and, and let, let it all be a good time. But, yeah, I think the music thing and having a venue for, like, concerts, and it it boosts the economy. I mean – not trying to sound like I know everything about the economy, but I'm just saying like it, that one night would bring so much money into town, into any town, for bartenders, for servers, for uh, the concert in general, restaurants, whatever. Like it would just, it would just be something. Else. It's just something that's needed, man. Like we need, like it needs to be something that's not so a little bit, a little bit less Mayberry. wouldn't hurt, man. Like I love, I love a good, a good quiet evening myself. I got to have people, man. I got to have music. I got to have some I got to have some nightlife.
0: Yeah, yeah. And you know, you hinted at it, but here in Greenville, and unfortunately, they opened about a few months, like 6 months maybe before COVID happened, but we've got that state theater now here in Greenville that is kind of the the brother or you know, brother or sister of that Lincoln Theater in Raleigh. And so we have the potential. Like, we've got a venue. That's that- where I saw
1: Charlie Crockett was at that Lincoln Theater in Raleigh this past August. And it was yeah. the best live performance I've ever seen in my life. I didn't think music like that could be played anymore. It was like the devil was chasing somebody out of Texas down to Georgia. Like, it was just – the sound of it, man, was just – like a, it was a tech, it was a real Texas band. Yes. But, like, deep, deep Texas, not like city Texas, like deep – Cow pasture,
0: West Texas type stuff,
1: real Texas cowboy, Texas kind of music. Charlie Crockett, everybody, listen to Charlie Crockett. I'm trying to get him here in Kingston. Well, I'm trying anyway. And uh,
0: is there anything people can do to support you with that? Like, is, can people do anything to help you out in that? Well, call? If, I can, if
1: I can just get them to take, if I can just get them to finalize a booking, book a ticket to his concert. I don't know how much it. I paid the Lincoln Theater have probably about between five and eight hundred people. I guess you could say. Yeah. I would like this to be, I would like this to be at least two thousand plus here in Kent. I, I'm a. i am mean, I mean, it might not happen, but anyway, I want to do it at the Wood Duck Stadium here at the Granger Stadium here in Kingston. They're owned by the Texas Rangers, and he's from Texas. And I think the collaboration will be more than perfect.
0: Oh yes, man, we'll that's what
1: I, get, I, I just need to get a little bit more response from them and. But if people come; it'll be the best concert they'll probably see in a real long time.
0: You're right. Man. The old,
1: and the older crowd needs to come too, so they can. It's is gonna ring a bell, man, because his music ain't like a. It ain't like that new cookie cutter Nashville sound. It's like it's real. It's real Southern Texas, Louisiana kind of bluesy country. Like it, it's awesome. We that's what that's what we need in E and C, man. Somewhere. We we need a big we need a big concert music venue that's not so city fied We need to make it like what we
0: are an E and Z. Yeah, yeah, man. Country and,
1: and sophisticated. We we're a little bougie out here, but we country as hell. Yeah,
0: there you go. Man, I love it. That's you know, something also that I like that I enjoy and I've never stayed there, uh it it might have to end up being a destination after a night at the saloon. But I love what that mother. Motor lodge. Yeah, man. That That's
1: awesome. Shout out to my dog Stephen Hill. The Motor Lodge is awesome. He's one of my best buddies. Um the Motor Lodge, I highly recommend staying there. That's I've been in motels all across the dang country and there ain't no motel I've ever stayed in. It's that cool. That is a cool vintage retro. He hit the nail on the head, like you said earlier, with this He's got a great mind, man. He's he's definitely trans. He's made Kenson a, a place of lights, life, and color. And that's what I, I told him the other night. But um, it is an awesome, awesome place. So, yeah, next time you come to the saloon, plan on having a drink one or two more extra Old Fashions, and then you can go crash at that motor lodge and play some putt-putt out there if you come when it's warm. They got a heated pool out there. It's nice. It is super
0: nice. Well, man, I'm glad I brought it up because I didn't even know all. I knew you're about to like, say that. Yeah, dude. That's there's another place in Raleigh, uh, and it's just like that. Like they, it's like Carolina Pine Inn or something like that, really? or something like that. But it's in Raleigh, and they have done the same thing. They have made an old um, motor lodge into redone it and made it like a modern place to stay. And it, I've never been there. Um, there is a potential, I've got a wedding coming up. So there's a potential that I may be able to stay there, but, uh, it just reminds me of the motor lodge in Kinston.
1: Yeah. Motor lodge um, is it's a really, really fun place. I definitely would say that. And, and, it's, and it's reasonably priced. It's not super expensive. I think it's like a hundred and some, like 115 a night or something, 120, but it's worth it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. For that experience that you're going to get and everything. So, man, now this is a question that uh, it's kind of one of those questions I just love asking people. I plan on asking this on a lot of different interviews, but I just love the responses that I get. So, all right, Travis, you got a billboard that's going to be out there on Highway 70 or, yeah, Highway 70. Folks are coming. It's summertime. Folks are coming from Raleigh down to the beach getting a pit stop at the saloon, but they're going to see this billboard, and you can put anything on this billboard you want to. What are you going to put on the billboard?
1: Oh, man. See, when, when opportunities like that come in, come into play, I can't be basic. I'm not a basic person. My, anything that I, like, you can ask me a simple question, and I'm actually kind of dramatic. I hate to say it, but I can't even help it. I'm literally – I'm all over the place. It would probably say probably be me wearing a cowboy hat or something. It would say, come on down to Stanley Saloon, home of the candy liquor. Something like that. Like, dude, I look, can't, I got two favorite songs. You cannot edit this out. I got two favorite songs. My first one is candy liquor. My second favorite song is candy liquor, too. <laughs> I'm just, is, that anyway. like, uh, is
0: that like that old uh, soul
1: song yes sir i'm I'm actually about to throw a uh a soul train party i'm waiting on the date because i think everybody knows salt Bay, the guy that the meme that sprinkled that salt with that what the, the sexy ass turkish chef that sprinkled yeah. the, the salt on the on the on the steak or something with the yeah. white t-shirt so basically Salt Bay has got he's like the most at this point most famous expensive restaurant tour in America and all over the world and uh, he has restaurants in Dubai London uh, Ibiza Dallas Bel Air New York City like all over the world and uh, so I, I've been he's inspiring to me and I love what he does and I like, and I like to see his his content and uh, so I get to fo- I get to following him and and. I find that the guy that helps him open up all his bar in each restaurant, this guy comes and helps him open up his restaurants and all his bars. And uh, basically he's like my age. And I thought he was from Sweden. I couldn't understand his accent, but apparently he's from Argentina because it says Poppy. Anyway, I I, I figured it all out and I shot him a message on Instagram and told him how much he inspired me and how much I really love seeing his content and how I Everybody's going to hate me for saying this, but did, he's the guy that I, that I stole the, the treasure chest old fashioned from. And I oh, told him that my was first mission was like, dude, I, I straight stole your treasure chest, but dude, I loved it so much. It's the best thing ever. Blah, blah, blah. But me, you always got to, everybody gets a little bit of inspiration from somewhere. Something they've seen, something they smell, something they taste, something they've heard. So anyway, but I like to let my heroes know, or my people that I look up to know, like, Hey, I look up to you and, I got this idea from you, and you, and you helped me, you know. So, I reached out to him, and I got a response back like that, and let him know I just opened this saloon. We're about the same age, so he knows it's, it's kind of probably challenging at this age to to, to jump out into an entrepreneurship. And I don't know, he he immediately had like respect for me, and I had respect for him. They were like best friends. We text every day, and um, he's coming. Long story short, he's coming out here to Kingston, and we're gonna do a Soul Train party, but. He can do stuff like put a martini glass in his mouth upside down. You put a glass on top of it, pour old-fashioned into it. He, he's he's wild, man. they set it on fire, too, while, while it's in his mouth. He, he's crazy. But I want to do things, man. I want to entertain. I want to be able to – I don't always want to be a ball. I want to be an entertainer. I want to throw a party. I want people to have the – the best time they ever had was this party Travis Through that went from, like, 2 in the afternoon to, like, three in the morning. You know what I mean? I wanted to, Yeah. I I, I was around. I, I knew, I know what it felt like to be at that party and that party, the after the after party for the Oscars, where My I, I sir, Jay-Z is on champagne. I think I kind of live vicariously through that night daily. I just want to be able to genuinely and with class host parties with very, very respectful people. And that, that don't get like stupid and can handle it and just have a good time and let it be a success. Like it can, you gotta, you gotta learn how to orchestrate chaos. And I think I kind of can do that. I don't know how I got, I think I got really good at the Chateau to be honest with you. We've had parties with like 1500 people and then we were absolutely screwed, but we made it work.
0: There you go, man. And that's, you know, I like how, and this is something I failed to mention up until this point, but I feel like when people come and you know you're having these conversations, you encourage the dreamers. Like you were saying, people find themselves. Well, you encourage people to dream too, because I don't know how exactly you can you can fill in the details, but I know something you've already done with a Saloon. Somebody mentioned something about doing a pig race that they had saw in another state or My something. Man,
1: buddy Paul Corey, shout yeah. out to Paul Corey. He has helped me here. Anytime anything has ever happened here, it was a little bit of a fishy situation. Paul was here. Paul helped me, and Paul got me out of it. And he like, I've met brothers, but I ain't got no brothers, man. I've met brothers here. I've literally gained, including you, Colin. I've met brothers in my saloon that I will have for life. And they are they ain't going nowhere. And I ain't neither. Like I'm I'm tickled. I'm beyond blessed to have met these people that I get to meet and, and become friends with and close yeah. with and, and share and share experiences with. But yeah, um, Paul was on. He was like right, so. Basically, I got to tell you about Paul real quick. This this has got to be a little. He's I got about about six real good buddies at this point that I've took I've, I have just narrowed them down to like damn. These 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 boys are like my 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 brothers. Half of them are old enough to be my damn uncle, my, my daddy. But I'm an old soul, man. I I tell them, they might be 50, but I tell them, enjoy your youth, man. I remember when I was your age because I already know this ain't my first time walking and talking. I think I got gunned down somewhere between 1852 and 1863 in in the old west. Probably at my saloon I had out there. But anyway, to elaborate on Paul real quick, I've got to say this. And I'm actually seeing this to him. When you drop it, and if it works, it goes worse. He can fast forward to 52 minutes and 19 seconds. So, go. anyway, Paul, we when I come home from Vietnam, me and Paul were in Vietnam, and he's from here in Lenore County. We've never met ever before the saloon. That's how I got to start. Me and him were in Vietnam at the same time. And – Yeah, I was out there in Asia about three months before he got there. But by the time he got there and was on his motorcycle, I was on a bicycle in a little town just trying to get through my birthday party. (laughs) Anyway, we were like right there a couple miles apart, literally riding bikes and motorcycles around each other. We fly home to Kenton three days apart at the end of February from the same airport in Ho Chi Minh City back to Kenton. We both go to the Charlie Crockett concert in August. Not open in September, so we we shortly figure that out. And I saw him there. And uh long story short, somebody one of his buddies that come here to the saloon was like, Hey man, you need to come down here. He just opened up. He heard about it a little bit or something, but he came down here. And we get to figure it all out. Like we just I actually I had Charlie Crockett playing on my radio in here. And uh I noticed Paul was singing the words along like my like, lip singing the words under his breath. I was like, you know Charlie Crockett? He was like, yeah, I was just at the concert at the Lincoln Theater in this last month. I was like, dude, I was there too. And then we got talking about the like the whole Vietnam thing. And ever since this conversation, this guy has been there for me. And he he, gave, he I built a little lean to outside. And he he he's a, re, a, pop, a Corey Co. Roofing, best roofing company around. He will hook it up. Anyway, he came out, he gave me some tin brand new. Went out there and put it up in the dark and everything. And we actually we had his granddaddy's ninetieth birthday party here. He had his whole family, there was like four or five generations of granddaddy and Paul and their their whole family in here. Basically, I I was initiated into their family that night. And, like I said, man, this this place has been a blessing. I've met the best people here, and, and and Paul's definitely been been one of the best people I've ever met, and and blessed that he's been here to help me, and we've, we've connected like that, and it's it's been a melting pot, like you said, man. It, it's kind of nuts, but it, it's, it's a small world, world, dude.
0: It's a very small world. Um, I know you've encountered this. You just told us a story about it, but. There's been several times I either had my ECU shirt on or my a- Appalachian State sweatshirt on. Like I had my Appalachian State sweatshirt on in uh, Jackson Hole Airport, and somebody said, Go Mountaineers. They're like, and I said, Yeah, right on. And I, I mean,
1: well, all it takes, man. You kind of <laughs> just got to, you, you, it's a small world, man. I'll I, I look, my last week in Vietnam, I. Well, this lady that was standing up, we talked, we talked, she was from, like, where was she from? She was from there. She was from Chapel Hill. She had eaten it. in Vietnam, I met somebody that had eaten at Chef and the Farmer, where I, you know what I'm saying, where I, where I worked at. And that was, like, towards the end of my trip, I was like, it's time to go home, man. <laughs> and the signs and, are uh,
0: aligning.
1: And I was like, man, it's just getting to be, like, I'm. I was getting a little. I wasn't getting home see, but me I was getting. I was just getting up, drinking beer every morning, bored at this point, riding the bicycle around. I, it, but it faded out so nicely. I, I ain't got no complaints. I'm just. I just knew it was time to come home. I had to call my family for, from back to the Vietnam thing. I had to call my family. And basically, to call a shame. Y'all just ain't working. The job ain't working out. Something. Something called the coronavirus has ruined my life out here. Can y'all help me get home? I'm hungry. And they helped me get home. A $600 flight. Grandma, mama, and my sister threw in 200 apiece. and got the flu trail back home through the, through the
0: Middle East. Hey man, sometimes we all had to reach out for help. That's, that's a big lesson too. Just, we had to reach out for help. We, we get help. We help others along the way. Cause we know we're going to need help along the way.
1: And that's the travel life, man. Traveling is, Dude, I, I, I when I was entering into Vietnam the first time, I had no money, and I didn't know I had to pay all this extra stuff. I met these two girls from South Africa, and I know they didn't have a bunch of money. It was like, and it was like thirty seven dollars, and over there, that is a lot of money. Well, that's like a week of accommodation or something. You know what I mean? Like at least five days of accommodation with breakfast if you're staying somewhere kind of high end, hostel wise. Anyway, people have given the, at the airport. They gave me like thirty-seven miss twos, two girls from South Africa. They helped me get into Vietnam. I think we're still friends on Facebook to this day. But I don't forget nothing like that, man. Things like that stick with you, and it shows you that even at that last second, where you think you just ain't gonna catch the train, that door's gonna open up and they're gonna let you on. If you got, if you,
0: that's just how I
1: believe. Mm-hmm.
0: That's so true, man. That is very true. And man, on that note, this is really the last question that I have. Um, but what's three things, you know, you, you've literally been around the world. Uh, so I really want to get your in input on this. What's three things that the world needs less of man.
1: So my three things would be less of less hate, Less hate for sure. Less people that drink Michelob Ultra because those things are just water and I don't see why they drink Michelob's. Oh, boy. And less... Hmm, hate and judgment fall into kind of the same category. I wanted the last one to be a banger. I just, less... Less corruption, man. Like Less... Just, just less bullshit. Like, less... Less wooden nickels. Like just if, if everybody could just be a good person and not backstab or not lie or not steal or just less bullshit, more good people. Yeah. Less hate, less make Ultra drinkers, less bullshit, more good people. I think that's I think that's what I would how I would say
0: it. Oh man, the the make ultra. Woo, you I got look, I got some family members, and I, I've known to drink some from time to time. I've been drinking
1: before too, man. But <laughs> I mean, when they come in here and they're bummed because I ain't got one, it bums me out a little bit because I got Coors Light, and they're way better than pickle of oh, ultra.
0: Yeah, that's
1: kind of a joke, but like that was that was that was like my my one little joke in that. Oh all yeah,
0: all hey, oh, good, brother.
1: You know what I mean. All oh,
0: good. Yeah. Well, man, if people want to. Like tell us, I know you got a fa- I know you got your own personal account, you got your business accounts. If people want to get in touch with you or they want to learn more about the saloon, where can where can they find you at? Uh
1: you can find me on Instagram. I got my personal Instagram is THARP1993, which is T H A R P nineteen Ninety Three. Or Stanley's, I think it's underscore Stanley's Saloon. I'm not Stanley Saloon, you should pop up on Instagram. And on Facebook, I'm Travis Harper, and I'm also Stanley Saloon on Facebook. I'm trying to get—I I just purchased my domain name. I'm trying to get my website going, but it's going to be a little bit. But it will be StanleySaloon.com at a certain point, but not real, real soon. We're going—we're going to try to make it a real good website and get some photography up there. I kind of want to—I kind of want to intertwine everything that I'm doing into my website, not just the bar side, like photography and um the storyline and stuff like that. I want it to be a kind of like a little mini biography of myself on my website, but we can also email, ask questions, purchase stuff and merchandise and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. And I know another thing that you're featured on, which was really neat, man. I know one of the local news outlets a couple months ago came out and talked to you, um, it's our local CBS affiliate here in Eastern North Carolina, uh, WNCT Channel Nine, went out, yeah. and did a little story on you. So that was very neat, dude.
1: That was the blessing, dude. Like that, Ken Watlington did, did did the story, and he did a he did a fantastic job on it. And they they blew it up, and they put they they replayed it, and replayed it, and replayed it over. It, it even I think it even won the. Uh, we were back on the news like a week ago with that same thing. I don't know if it was twenty twenty one's favorite people in places episode or what, but they I think it was. I'm not quite sure what my little title of that would be, but it was kind of something like that like they they kept
0: they replayed it and replayed it and replayed it through, yeah. through the holidays. I got somebody and uh definitely will be seeing you soon because a family friend of mine she actually saw one of those replays about two weeks ago. And that was awesome, man, to see it being replayed like that, because I didn't know. And I didn't either. I
1: was getting texts like, hey, I just saw you on TV. I was like, what? Like, yeah. Was it a mug shot or was it something else? I didn't know what it was. Oh.
0: I've had
1: both. I've had both <laughs> on the news.
0: Oh, boy. Like I say,
1: I'll own it, though. I'm yeah. a saloon guy.
0: I'm not I'm not a – you're damn right. I was on some morning posters, buddy. You know? <laughs> Oh, Wild Bill himself. You have stayed at the Wild Bill Look, Inn Wild Cody. Man. Hey, it's yes, be a good sir.
1: time. I have thoroughly enjoyed this man. Honestly, I felt like we ain't even been recording. I feel like he should have be been me and you talking, to be honest with
0: you. Well, that's that's the biggest blessing. That's what I want anybody who is ever on one of these episodes to feel like. That's what I told you in the beginning. It's purely just the conversation here. I certainly do appreciate you um doing this for me, man, and uh coming online and uh You're doing this for me, cuz. Yeah, man. I want I want people to hear your story and about Stanley Saloon and you know, I, I think the world need more encouragers and just um people spreading kindness like yourself. Uh that's that'd be one of my things the world needs more of.
1: That that the, the less of is a harder question. The more of I might could of answered better, but I'll let my I'll let it ride. I'll, I'll let my answer be be where it's at, and uh, I might I, I might or later I I might be like having some dinner or something. Later. I'm like dang, I should have said this instead of. But man, this has been and this has been real cool for me. I hope this opens me up to to more stuff like this and more interviews and more. I kinda got my fingers crossed right now for R State magazine coming down here to interview me. I know I got a writer, I'm buddies with a writer that he writes for R State, but he lives like in Charlotte, so I know it's hard for him to get here all the time. But yeah. he came before I was open and loved the saloon. We've been texting a little bit, but I really, really want this R State magazine article. I wanna do I want to go local before I go anywhere else. I want to just I want to be a North Carolina I'm a North Carolina boy. To be honest, this North Carolina's enough for me, man. Like, I, I I love it here. I really do I, I didn't know how much I loved it here until I was kind of forced to move back home and you know what I was saying learn to like it yeah. i learned I learned to love it I really did I think I love it more than anybody else
0: hey that's that's incredible man it it definitely it holds a special place in a lot of our hearts and it's it's a one of a kind place um you know. No matter where I go, there, there's that famous statement. There's no place like home. There truly isn't. And it's just, I always think about it on the plane ride back home. It's
1: nice.
0: Those land of the pines, like that song says, man, you know, you're coming on up. My way, no Carolina. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yes, sir. Well, man, yeah. I appreciate it so much, buddy. Awesome. Thank you again so much for this.
1: Man, thank you, man. Thank you for giving me a voice and giving me a... And to be honest, it's kind of helped me get my thoughts out a little bit today. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me. Thank you for the questions and for the inspiration today, because I feel like I kind of... I got a lot of inspiration. Like, things like this kind of helped me break my own self down a little bit. Sometimes your mind gets cluttered and talking to somebody, even if it's just something like this or... Nonchalantly talking to somebody, it helps. It helps to hear your ideas and your thoughts out loud to another person.
0: Absolutely, I've enjoyed it. I have enjoyed it. Well, yes, sir. Well, started with cheers. We'll end with a cheers. So, cheers, buddy, and appreciate you. And, and, cheers, and- cheers, buddy. Eddie.